Now, Candlemas was a time of um, blessing of the candles for the year ahead. And towards the end of the service, I'll pray God's blessing on each of us as we seek to be his servants and bring light to the world in the year ahead too. It's also a time when we remember the presentation of Christ at the temple and the great joy and hope that brought to Simeon and Anna, who were regular worshippers at the temple, just as we are regular worshippers of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to pause now, folks, just for a moment of relative silence, gather ourselves, and then I'm going to ask Tony from All Saints to begin with a prayer. So let's pause. Tony, if you'd like to pray. Dear Lord, thank you that we can gather today as one body from many different churches. We thank you for being with us during the pandemic and lockdowns. Be with us in our service today and in our homes and in our church communities as we seek to serve you. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful, Tony. So we begin with the service liturgy with the words after the welcome. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all and also with you. Now we are united in hope, aren't we? We're also united in love and in joy. We are different congregations, but we are one church under Christ. We are Christ's body. And one of the things we're going to do just now is to light this Christmas to Candlemas candle. And as we do that, we do that as one body who look toward Christ as our light and our hope. So today we light this candle as the people of God. For past, for present and for future generations. As a light of joy as we celebrate the good news of the birth of Jesus Christ, who brings to us and to all people hope, peace, reconciliation, and love to the world. We join in with the response. We say together, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus light of light, you have come amongst us. Help us, us to live by your light. To shine, to shine light light in your world. Glory to God our highest. Amen. So as the candles we've just lit behind us dispel the darkness of our local places, we're reminded of the light of Christ coming into our hearts and shining its bright light on even the dark and bleak places in our hearts and minds. But we have confidence and comfort this morning because Christ is forgiving and faithful. And so we can join in these words of confession together. So please once again, join in with the responses. Christ, the light of the world has come to dispel the darkness of our hearts. Let us turn to the light and confess our wrongdoing. God, our Father, you sent your son full of grace and truth. Forgive our failure to receive him. 
Jesus, our Saviour, you were born in poverty and laid in a manger. Forgive our greed and rejection of your ways. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit of love, your servant Mary responded joyfully to your call. So, Lord, we ask that you forgive the hardness of our hearts. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and you come in sacrament to strengthen us in all holiness. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. And Lord, you will come again in great glory with salvation for all your people. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And now may almighty God who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all his goodness, keeping you in life eternal. Amen. Amen. And over the page then of our liturgy, as blessed and forgiven people turning to God, we now say the words of joy and hope we find in the Gloria. Let's say together. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Lord. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Lord. With the Holy Spirit. In, in the glory, glory of God, God the Father. Amen. Amen. The the special prayer set for today. Almighty and ever-living God, clothed in majesty, whose beloved Son was this day presented in the temple in substance of our flesh, grant that we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 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 Now, I'd like to uh, welcome David, David from St. John's, who is going to read our Gospel reading today. The reading is taken from Luke 2, 22 to 40. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout, 
He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he'd seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you have now dismissed your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and to the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him, and then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, daughter of Hino, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived to her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Thank you very much, David. So we come to our first hymn now, folks. And this hymn reflects that longing that we've just heard about from Simeon and Anna to see the reconciliation and hope of the world in Jesus Christ. This hymn is Christ Be Our Light and it's sung by our music group, pre-recorded, and Chris is going to play it for us. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Your living voice, Christ. 
to be able to sing along to that or hum along to that because of course we can't sing in our churches at the moment so uh, I was belting my lungs out here I don't know about uh, you lot but it's wonderful to be able to sing along to that and thank you Chris Claire Martin in our music group for that first hymn well it's a great joy to have Ken with us today as one of the Methodists joining us uh, Ken has kindly offered to bring the word of the Lord to us so Ken without further ado over to you. Thank you. Thank you. Can everyone hear me? Give me a, a sort of a wave. Oh yes, looking good. Yeah, that's great. So I wonder what lights you've brought with you. I noticed that when Andrew's calling for this service, he asked if, if we could bring our own light. Can you can you show me some of the lights you've got with you? All right, we, we've lots and lots of candles uh, down here. I've got some lights that I've brought along uh, this morning for you all to have a look at. It's a bit fiddly to get them in here. I think most of those are, are in the screen uh, now. Uh, lots of candles I've brought along as well. I've also brought some oil-powered uh, lamps, a sort of a, a oil lamp that we keep here as our sort of backup um, power if the power goes off, and a little tiny oil, oil lamp down in the corner there, which is the um, the sort of light that would have mostly been used in uh, Bible times. So they're all happily burning uh, beside us there and a menorah, just to, to remind us uh, of why we're here this morning. And that naked flame light, it's, it's rather an old-fashioned light, of course. I suppose if most of us were caught in the dark, nowadays we'd probably reach out and grab our phone and press a button and get a torch up uh, but those were the lights that were available in Jesus time and just before we go into our uh, thoughts for the day it's worth remembering that those lights were quite high maintenance you had to work quite hard first of all you had to strike a light 
he didn't have a nice civilized box of matches uh, or Zippo lighter or, or anything easy. You had to find some way of getting uh, getting uh, a light, striking a light with a, a flint or um, those Boy Scout methods about friction and rubbing sticks and on, on other sticks and all the rest of it. And also the light that you had required some resources. So you might have to buy some olive oil, you might have to render down some fat from an animal, you might have to collect some wax from some bees. All sorts of work would be involved uh, about uh, getting this light. So light was a very precious thing uh, in those times. So you've heard my voice a while now, so I'll just again say good morning. Uh, and you'll probably realize that I'm not from around here. Um, the accent has softened over the years, but it can go back to the full thing without too much trouble and hail from uh, the county downside of Belfast. So uh, great to see you all, those that, uh, those that I don't know. And if I have any uh, compatriots out there, it's lovely to meet you. So we heard this morning then that, that familiar reading, the, the, the narrative, I suppose, of Candlemas. Uh, an interesting reading when Jesus was presented at the temple and dedicated to God. One of the things that strikes me about this uh, reading is, is actually what was happening here was for uh, Jewish families, quite a, a routine sort of thing. So Jesus comes along uh, with his parents uh, to the temple. It's 40 days since he was born. Uh, and his parents present the offering required for poorer worshippers, two pigeons or two doves, which indicates that they were uh, ordinary everyday poor working people. Uh, and so all of that, they're actually fulfilling uh, the law and the tradition of their country and, and religion. And that would be a fairly routine event uh, at the temple. Uh, many people would probably be doing that most days. But this day was special. Uh, and it's special because of the prophecy of Simeon. Uh, he was a devoted servant of God, and he'd been anticipating the Messiah all his life. Uh, and that day he was led there by the Spirit, and he recognized Jesus. And taking Jesus in his arms, this little baby, just like, I suppose, all the other little babies, he declared that he was a light to show the world of the truth to the Gentiles and to bring glory to your people, Israel. So a light, and that's the, uh, for the first time here, we have this powerful uh, indication uh, of uh, light. Uh, another thing that, that strikes me here is that um, Simeon would have been a really devout Jew and would have been looking for the Jewish Messiah. And yet in his prophecy here about this child, he says that Jesus is going to be a light for the Gentiles. Now, that was, I think, for uh, Simeon, a pretty dramatic thing to say. So I'm, I'm moving along now, moving along into Jesus' ministry uh, when he himself made uh, a, a similar sort of declaration. So not long into his ministry, Jesus uses this same image. He's attending what's often known in Judaism as the Festival of Tabernacles. Uh, better words for us would be the Festival of Tents or even maybe the Festival of Gazebos. They're something that we put in our gardens nowadays. Uh, and this remembers the time when the freed slaves of the Israeli people from Egypt wandered for 40 years 
in the desert. Uh, and during those 40 years, of course, they had to sleep out. So they lived in shelters or tents, whatever you like to call them. And, and God was with them. God had his own shelter. He lived in something, of course, which was called the tabernacle, uh, hence festival of tabernacles. Uh, God also showed his presence in a very powerful way by providing a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, which guided their way in the darkness. Now, one of the ways that the Jews commemorated this pillar of fire was they celebrated it in Jerusalem by erecting in the temple, uh, in this outer court of the, the women, uh, four large oil-fired burners, 70 feet high. Uh, I'm going to show you a picture of this. I'm not sure how well it'll work uh, over the screen. Again, if you're if you're on big screen, you might be able to get an idea of how this um, how this works. There's the picture. You can see in this picture, you can see two of these great big uh, high uh, um, burners, and they've got uh, ladders up to them because, of course, as I said earlier, this fire, this uh, light is it takes a bit of uh, time. So, uh, and uh, the the traditions say that the, some of the youngest and most agile of the Levite junior priests would have to shin up these poles and light the fires. So uh, this was this was quite a hard thing to do. But think, of course, of, of the the town of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount on the hill in the centre of Jerusalem, and these great pillars of fire would be seen all around the town and all around the city uh, in a place that was normally pretty dark. Uh, and so they would get across to the people. Uh, the power of God and that God brought light. And it's in this context with these great big, big uh, torches, if you like, burning all around them, that Jesus likens himself to light. So he says um, in this location and using this illustration, I am the light of the world. Note again, he's not the light of just the Jews. He's saying himself, he's the light of the world. The man who follows me will never walk, walk in darkness, but will live his light in the light, that light in the light. So once again, we're getting this powerful illustration of light. Uh, and it does a couple of things. It, it, uh, Jesus says it helps to follow him. Uh, so it shows our way, it lights the way, uh, and it shows us the way, uh, as, as well as illuminating the things that are around us. So God's with us. The light shines in the darkness. We often use a lighted candle to celebrate this uh, spiritual light and, and to be a symbol for it. And so dedication of candles on, on this day of candle mass uh, was, was what usually happened and which Andrew has done lighting a candle uh, this morning. So what did Jesus mean? by saying that he was the light of the world. Well, it's clearly a spiritual statement that he's making, but it's backed up by this vivid image of real light. It means he'll be with us. It means he'll show us the way. He'll reveal for, to us the tasks he, he needs us to do. The fact that we need his light applies that there will also be darkness. There will be difficult times. There will be grief and sadness, fear and anxiety, loneliness and isolation. There'll be extra work for some and no work at all for others. Does this sound familiar? 
These are the times that we're in now. So to get the maximum light from Jesus, we need to play our part. We need to him to allow him to light this candle for us, to shine the tar torch into the dark places and to bring light. So how do we do this? First and foremost, we should give thanks. Even in these difficult times, there is still much that we can and should thank God for. Think of something that you are thankful for now and just send God a little thank you prayer. This thanking of God puts us all in a better place. We had a lovely example this week in our Bible study when one of our members shared uh, the, her experience. We've been praying for a little grandson of hers who is very severely disabled and has needed many operations uh, to correct uh, his physical problems. After emerging from a nine-hour operation, he phoned up his grandma, and the first thing he did was thank God, and then he thanked the doctors and nurses, and then he thanked his parents, and then he thanked his grandma, and then he thanked all the others that he knew were thinking about him and praying for him. And this was someone who really has had a pretty bad time in life. It was quite difficult to make out what he was saying because his jaws misaligned and he can't really talk very well yet. And that's another operation that they'll have to face. So all of us have something that we can thank God for. And if you're uh, approaching God, then this is a great way, I find, to put you in a better place to acknowledge and see the light. So next, I think we should sometimes just keep silence. In normal times, many of us are probably too busy to ever just sit still. So part of worship down the ages was, was this sitting still, this solitude, this being alone. Now, there are many examples of this. You might want to look up the Desert Fathers in, in sort of North Africa. Uh, they were uh, worshiping in about 300, 400 uh, AD. Uh, it's also in some of the, the cultural background that I'm, I'm interested uh, in. Um, Irish monasticism was uh, a, a very hermity uh, sort of existence. Um, uh, a lot of you might be familiar with this as uh, like this. This is the, the island of Skellig Michael uh, off the coast of the west coast of Ireland. And on top of that great big crag, there are these little beehive uh, hermitages where individual monks spent most of their time just being with God. Uh, just reciting the Psalms and just um, really uh, living in solitude and keeping silence. Now, I'm not suggesting we all become monks and get our hair cut in a special way, but certainly we should find some time just for this uh, silence. Uh, it's a good time to light a candle. Uh, that light that we've been talking about this morning, that powerful symbol uh, can often focus our minds. Or you might like to listen to reflective music. Uh, Teze works well. That's one of the things uh, that, that we could do. Some of us find it difficult to actually physically sit still in any uh, situation. So even you can do uh, this keeping silence. You can uh, walk alone or you can uh, lose yourself in familiar semi-automatic repetitive tasks, you know, in maybe uh, peeling the potatoes or, or um, automatic. I, I know it's a skill many uh, women have. I'm sure some men have it too, but they seem to be able to knit 
almost automatically. Uh, and, and it's also obviously quite a soothing sort of thing to be able to do. So what else should we do? Well, we should spend some of the available lockdown time in reading and reflecting on Jesus' example and teaching in the Bible. The Christian journey is always, I think, an apprenticeship. And apprentices learn by copying the master craftsman and by being illuminated by his teaching. And the light metaphor here continues from the Bible that we read in the Psalms in Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and the light for my path. So one of the ways we receive this light is to read the Bible uh, and study it. And in fact, all these things I'm talking about, the giving thanks, the keeping silence, the reading God's word, and the physically praying to God are really all forms of prayer or forms of getting to know God and being with him. So I commend all those to you this morning. Those of us who enjoy the light of Jesus should live in hope and patience. Some of that light should also be reflected in our lives. Most of the time that big reflection will be, will be in what we do. But just now, it might be more about how we be. Remember, I remember my songs of, of back in Sunday school days, singing songs like This Little Light of Mine and I'm Gonna Let It Shine. Uh, I'm sure I'm looking for some recognition. Another one, uh, very much a children's song, but, but one with uh, deep truth in it. Uh, Jesus did thus shine with a clear, pure light, like a little candle burning in the night. Yes, I see, I see a few nods around the, uh, uh, the screen that I'm looking at. So I, I'll summarize what I'm trying to say this morning, just uh, with a few verses that uh, Paul said in his teaching to the Christians at Philippi. So this is from Philippians chapter two. Do all that you have to do without grumbling or arguing so that you may be God's children, blameless, sincere and wholesome, living in a warped and diseased world and shining like little lights in a dark place. So do what you can. Stay in contact, pick up the phone, write to someone. Remember the more traditional communication methods as well as the, the, the useful fast electronic stuff like we're using this morning. Teach the kids or teach the grandchildren, make the meals, Look out for your older relatives. Look out for your younger relatives. Check on your neighbors. And one of the things for us that maybe are getting a bit older, if you need help, then ask for it. Because Jesus says we should all love one another. And that's something we should put into practice. So be in the light of Jesus, as well as this doing. Give thanks, keep silence, read and pray, and wait in patient hope for the better times that will surely come. The best of all is that God is with us. Amen. Thank you so much, Ken, for that really encouraging words. Bless you as you, may God bless you as you blessed us today. So folks, what uh, I'd like us all to do now is just for a few moments to kind of do what Ken suggested, to pause in a moment of silent reflection, and then we'll return to our service liturgy. So let's pause, gather ourselves in relative silence, and just reflect 
on the word that the Lord is bringing to each of our hearts this morning. Praise the Lord. Thank you, everyone. We're going to return to our service liturgy to proclaim <laughs> words of faith, words of confidence in Christ our Saviour. So this is the creed that we find in the middle of our service books. Let's say it together. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. We believe in God, lives in our hearts through faith, and fills us with his love. We believe in God, who strengthens us with power from the heart. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. Amen. No matter where we're gathering from, we all have this faith. We all have this steadfast and confident hope in Christ, the light of the world. Come now to a time of prayer. Uh, and I'd like to ask Hilary from St. James in Winscombe if she'd lead us in prayer, please. There'll be a short pause after each of my prayers, followed by a response that you might like to join in. I will say, light of the world, to which the response will be, shine in our darkness. Light of the world, shine in our darkness. So as we gather in Christ's name, let us bring to mind those who particularly need our prayer support. Heavenly Father, we remember today those who teach the faith throughout the church and throughout the world. Keep them close to your guiding light and open the hearts of those they teach to hear and receive the truth. And we especially pray for those who are searching for spiritual answers to these difficult times. May they know your presence, comfort and your will for their lives. Light of the world, shine in our darkness. We remember those in positions of authority and influence that needs may be noticed and addressed, good values upheld and all people respected. We especially pray for our government and all world leaders that they would govern with all due wisdom compassion and justice. 
light of the world, shine in our darkness. Thinking of Mary and Joseph as they brought Jesus to the temple, we remember those who looked after us when we were very young, and those like Anna, who may now in later years find themselves alone. Keep us ever aware of the needs of both the young and the elderly in our parishes, that they would find Jesus in a friendly phone call, an unexpected gift delivered safely to the door, and words and acts of kindness. Lord, increase the measure of our love for one another. And we pray for all those who are struggling at this time through loss of income or employment. And for those who are confined to small spaces with large families and homeschooling in difficult circumstances. Light of the world, shine in our darkness. We pray for all who are sick or suffering at this time, whether in body, mind or spirit. We especially pray for those in our church community who need our prayers. Bishop Peter, Liz Elvins, Tim Walton, Jeff Norton, Sarah B, James, Henry S, Celia Hine, Chris G, Pauline K, Reverend Tim Jessamine and wife Elaine, David, Jackie Bravery, Jim McGeoch, Clive Litster, Mara Burrows, Pat Gray, Pippa Cobden Ramsey, Katie Brookman, Russ A, Lord, so many in our midst, and those only to ourselves and to God, and all the people who love them. And we must not forget to ask you to bless all those who work tirelessly in our NHS and essential services. Light of the world, shine in our darkness. We remember those who've come to the end of their lives on earth, and we commit them now to your everlasting care and protection in your awesome eternal light. We especially give thanks for the lives of John Shaw and Pamela Standring and any known personally to us. And we pray for their family and friends. May they, like faithful Simeon, know your peace and receive the assurance of your endless and boundless love for all. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Hilary. And we continue in prayer, this time joining together to speak the words and to pray the words of the Lord's Prayer. <clears throat> 
we pray together. Our Father, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, honor and glory, forever and ever. Amen. We heard today about Christ being our hope and our light. But this next hymn reminds us that he is also the light for all people. He is the only light of the world. of the world you stepped down into darkness open my eyes let me see beauty that made this heart adore you hope of a life spent with you so here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say that you're my god you're all together lovely all together worthy all together wonderful to me king of all days oh so highly exalted glorious in heaven above humbly you came to the earth you created all for love's sake became poor so here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say that you're my god you're all together lovely all together worthy all together wonderful to me and i'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross and i'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross so here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say that you're my god you're all together lovely all together worthy all together wonderful to me so here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say 
again to uh, the end of our service. I think it's uh, gone really, really quickly. I don't know about you lot, but um, it's been absolutely wonderful. And um, thank you everyone for joining today. Now just as we come towards the end, um, there will be a time for us kind of like that moment, folks, you know, when you hang around for coffee uh, and biscuits um, and the lovely tea and cake that we can't enjoy at the moment. There will be a time where we keep the Zoom open and if people want to say hello to each other, they can do. But just before that, we have the blessing. So what I'd like everybody to do, if you brought them with you, is to hold up your lights once again. Uh, so whether that's your young person torch, I saw some uh, torches from some of our very young folk. I think Elliot and Ethan had uh, a torch. Others had little tea lights, someone's got a candle there, Tony, that's a massive candle, or is it just your hand closer to the screen? Um, very good. See, Ken has got his biblical lamp. Very good. That's extra holy, Ken, that is, that's uh, holiness points from the Lord. Wonderful. So if we all hold up our lights and I'll pray God's blessing. Here we go. Lord, you have set your servants free to go in peace as you have promised. For our eyes have seen the Saviour, whom you have prepared for all the world to see. Be with us as we bring your light to the world. A light to enlighten nations and to the glory of your people Israel. At this time of Candlemas, as we hold up our lights, a symbol of your lights walking with us wherever we go through the year ahead, we ask your blessing on each of us. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and keep your minds in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and your family and all those this day God calls you to love and care for. Amen. <laughs>